0: hello and welcome folks to episode 99 of the ministry of dice podcast what we are affectionately calling the 100th anniversary special episodes eve i'm chris otherwise known online as true miss six and that guy over there is andy aka boob tube <laughs> <laughs> that's so random why <laughs> Boop okay are tube. they back? In? Are they are they back in? Are they
1: it's a tube for boobs?
0: <laughs> are they back in? Is it a, you know, have they cycled
1: back round? Well out of the wash <laughs>
0: <laughs> into fashion.
1: <laughs> I'm not sure about the ladies. The men's one didn't kick off the first time. I'll try it again though. Fashion trends and all that. <laughs> well, if anyone could get it to take
0: off you can true
1: story thank you very much
0: (laughs) so here we are man episode 99 the 100th special episode celebrations eve
1: it's like our prep show
0: the 100th episode prep show yeah the warm-up the pre-show
1: the pre-party now you have the after party do you have a pre-party i suppose you could do
0: if you yeah did you not used to do pre-parties like open a few titties before you went out and stuff
1: that's it it's the beers at home before the main event
0: yeah Bit of Fruits Unlimited in front of
1: <laughs> TFI Friday. Fruits <laughs> Unlimited? What's that? Yeah. Bit of 2020. Ah, uh, what? You... 2020. Fortified wine. tutti yep. fruity flavor. Oh, yeah, yeah, Very yeah. Very nice. Bit of White Lightning. Oh, no. Never again. <laughs> Never again? Never again. Bacardi breezes, WKD Blue.
0: I think I told you about diesels, didn't I? Snakebite and black.
1: Yeah. Snakebite half lager, half cider and... It was yeah rough um, it was rough black currant to make it taste nice
0: all you need is two two liter bottles and one empty two liter bottle <laughs> <laughs> Job's and some robinsons and you're away i know, we always used to buy them in the pub well yeah i used to we're, we're a, Well, before you
1: know, i know keeping yeah. with the pre-party theme yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah that's what we used to do in the park because <laughs> <laughs> we was classy around my way
1: Ladies and gentlemen, if you may not have realised, there is still no news. Well, the game's dead, mate. Well, we'll talk about that later. because. Okay. Um, okay. Is it? Or isn't it? Is it? What is a it, debate. Though? Let's have that.
0: What, now or later? I don't know what what, later. what you want me to do. Well, how later? Uh, let's go
1: for in about 15 minutes. In about 15 minutes. Okay.
0: Yeah, it's very very quiet on the Western Front. Very quiet indeed, but that has not stopped us from getting on with things. I've been brewing quite a few teams on the old sidekick app, coming up with some ideas.
1: I'll put together a new team today, see how that fares.
0: Very good, yep. We're still streaming
1: on Wednesday nights, getting some games in. We are indeed. Not sure how many people will be watching tonight as there is an England game on. Well, because we're streaming later in the evening
0: now, the UK crowd has diminished and we're getting more international viewers from the other side of the water more frequently
1: mod international that's a nice ring to it <laughs> that could be the next endeavor so
0: everd extra mod <laughs> international, international. <laughs> i like it yeah okay well yeah we can we can explore that travel show
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah with all the traveling that everyone's doing at the moment where should i go on holiday yeah, yeah.
0: Holidays, international food specials. Oh, you've been I
1: like it. We've got to do something now. The game's dead, or is it? Let's find out. Twelve minutes,
0: <laughs> or is it? We will debate it in fifteen minutes' time. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, very quiet on the Western Front. But before we get into all, all all that stuff, let's do the usual, and I'll ask you, my good man, what have you been up to in the last two weeks?
1: What have I been up to? We've been streaming as usual on our Wednesday evenings. Uh, we played a game, a modern game. I think, no, we replayed the game that we played the week before because you cheated. Uh, yes. Still beat me. Uh, yes. It was very close. I think I had to roll a rocket raccoon on an energy face and I would have managed to kill you with my Ghost Rider, but he landed on his character face so I couldn't feel the Ghost Rider at level three. hmm. And then Stop. in turn, you swung in and smashed me in the face.
0: Yeah, slipped through by the skin of my teeth. That Adam Warlock card. So at the outset of the game, folks, at the outset of the stream, we had a bit of a debate about the super rare Adam Warlock. Yes. <laughs> Which reads, hang on, let me bring it up in front of me. While active, when a die with energize is spent as energy and leaves the reserve pool, roll it. On any energy face, use its energize effect. The die does not return to the reserve pool, regardless of the result. So I was of the understanding, was planning on playing it, in that I get to use the Energize effects a second time. But while we were on in chat, Comics Mike, hello Mike. He said, no, I think it's anybody's Energize. Then, after this debate had been caught on camera, after I posted the YouTube video of the live recording... I had Jay. Hi, Jay. Reg got in touch. Jordo. Loads of people messaging me. All of them disagreeing on the definition of that card. Literally down the middle, 50-50. Half of them think like I do that it's the active, you know, the the owner of the card, the yep. person who's fielded the dice who gets the effects. The other half thinking it's like a broad across the whole table effect, and um, whoever plays Energize gets to double their Energize, whether it's yours or theirs. Contentious card. And I didn't even know.
1: I, know. I think it should be anyone. That's where I'm sitting on that one. I think it should be either side. But why?
0: Why not? Well, how how many other examples have you got of a while active cut of dice that affects both players that way?
1: I can't think of any off the top of my head, but there's definitely, definitely ones around.
0: I mean, obviously, now I've said it out aloud, come... Well, this time on Monday night, I'll be getting messages. And yeah. well, actually, Chris, let me tell you about. Da, 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 da. I think there was someone who did something with sidekicks. Actually, affected sidekicks on both sides of the table. Maybe.
1: Yeah, there's um, um, uh, there's definitely a few. I can't think of any, but I am sure that there are when active effects that deal. There's the one that does um, Wonder Woman. There's an example for
0: you. Oh, um, reflections. Yeah,
1: when attacks and when fielded both sides mm. Mm. that is a good example actually thank you very much Best yeah. days are behind me my ass <laughs> how many weeks now
0: has it been since you won a
1: game on stream too many to mention <laughs> <laughs> his best
0: days are behind him folks <laughs> best days are behind him see the thing is with Andy here a little known fact for the listeners is that he's, he's actually been developing a career as a an archaeologist he's been investigating the not the seven wonders of the world but the seven wonders of antiquity these mysteries uh, and he believes he may have found the uh, hanging gardens of Babylon so watch this space for the book and the university tour so his mind's elsewhere, basically.
1: That is true. Their film, film rights. There's a few film rights banging on at the moment that I've got my fingers in.
0: Yes, yes, absolutely. I think it'll be interesting to see who they choose to play you while yeah, you are true. out and about investigating the sands, the dusty sands of the Euphrates. What's the Euphrates? <laughs> What's the Euphrates?
1: Is that That's like me. freight? it's got lorries and stuff it's a river
0: oh it's not a not a particularly safe place to go right now to be fair which is why the film is going to be action-packed so anyway adam warlock yeah it was contentious and i got a lot of
1: messages all with largely differing views i'm just surprised that people watch our youtube videos
0: <laughs> you're not supposed to say that
1: <laughs> <laughs> and thank you very much for doing so
0: <laughs> no no hubris or arrogance here wow people watch them it's amazing <laughs> I
1: know, Right? well your 10 minute 20 minute ones like the interesting ones i can get but that the hour hour and a half slogs through some janky non-competitive team against some janky non-competitive team
0: well the stats would suggest that most people watch the first 20 to 30 minutes and then bolt out and then they come and have a look at the teams see how they play for the first couple of rounds and then do one
1: Oh, uh, or maybe they fast forward it to the end. Uh, they do do that.
0: There is a little graph, and I can see the spikes. Ah, <laughs> oh, clever! Okay. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, yeah, so that we did that one on stream, and, and tonight we're just going for some modern. We were going to do the ran, play the random teams out that we discussed in our last episode, but as some listeners will note, I am imminently about to move house. Uh, And the packing mission is underway. And I only had access to my modern stuff that's in the campaign boxes. The older stuff that's in my fancy wooden boxes are out of reach at the moment.
1: dear. Yeah. I also need to work out what I'm going to do with a seven-cost max die one gelatinous cube. I haven't got that card. I mean, you could argue that all of them do the same thing. So why is one a max die one seven cost? But yeah, what's that all about, eh? Hmm. What is that all about? How has that card flown under the radar of the modern meta
0: Who knows? Uh, speaking of the house move, it is our hope that my impending move is not going to interrupt the 100th episode celebrations, but keep your eyes peeled on the Facebook pages and over on our Discord for any further news. My internet service provider has assured me that I'll be up and running in time to record. Keep fingers crossed.
1: Are they fans, are they
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. They all listen throughout the whole organisation.
1: They'll push it through quick. I'll tell you one thing I'm
0: not happy about. My speeds in the area I'm moving to are like half of what I get here now. Really? Yeah, not Dear. happy. Not happy.
1: Fiberoptic, in this day is it? and age.
0: Yeah, but it's bobbins. Really? Yeah, it might, well might as well be a mouse with bloody. I thought it was backpack.
1: supposed to be consistent. That's the whole
0: point of fiber flop No, no, it's like. Less less than half, in fact. Wow. Yeah, I'm really unimpressed. But there's not a lot I can do about it. It's the cable in the ground, isn't it? It's not it's not my internet service provider's fault. Blame them anyway. Bloody internet service provider. How come they can't match my fiber speed? So, so much so, I'm actually, like, possibly considering getting rid of the fiber because it's not really going to be giving me a great deal of
1: benefit. Go back to dial-up.
0: Maybe. Or carry a pigeon. I'll just send my...
1: <laughs> round one
0: <laughs> Roll, little note rolled around a pigeon's leg round one rolled four dice <laughs>
1: <laughs> mask bow mask fist
0: <laughs> bought your in portal Pass priority <laughs> <laughs> oh dear yeah, this uh, this whole kind of quiet time obviously makes it very difficult for us to record a podcast sometimes. Isn't it? Yeah.
1: I yeah. mean, there's still lots of stuff to talk about, but it's just not the same excitement of new stuff.
0: No, no. But equally, we're also wrapped up in the cult of the new. I still think there's untapped, still think there's untapped uh, You know, promise in the cards that we still currently have. In fact, we're going to talk about that a little bit. Nice in today's episode.
1: Nice segue. We have wandered off. I was talking about what I've been up to this week. Oh, yes. Yeah, um, sorry. What was the game we did last week?
0: We didn't do one.
1: Ah, oh, we didn't, did we?
0: No, no. I've got very limited space and you, I wasn't yeah. able to stream
1: <laughs> because you're packing boxes all over your table.
0: Yeah. So. <laughs> apologies everyone including you my friend because i fully intended on getting the games on and what i often do is i have a workspace upstairs that i do my work from home day at and then uh, in the evening i move that downstairs onto the dining table where there's a wider bigger space for the play mat and all that and also i'm a bit further away from the kids bedrooms, so i'm not disturbing them and all that kind of thing to record the gameplay And so uh, I just unthinkingly was like, yeah, I'll get set up in a bit. And I usually move it down on a Wednesday night, sort of seven o'clock-ish. We get together around eight. Uh, and I set foot into the dining room, literally with my laptop in my hands, and there was a mountain of boxes that we'd been filling with packing that we'd been using the table as like a storage rack. (laughs) and There just was no room. All the chairs had stuff on them. You know, they'd been pulled out from the table, and things were being piled on the chairs. It was just a nightmare, and the desk I use upstairs is no good. However, what we did have was an old desk in the garage. So this week, I've dug that out. Uh, it's like an old fold-up table desk thing, and uh, I folded it up and used up what little space in this corner I'm in right now I could.
1: So we've got games going on tonight?
0: Absolutely. That was a proper cool story bro moment, wasn't it?
1: was. It's riveting. <laughs> Edge of the seat action. I know.
0: It was insane. It was insane.
1: Yeah, so I've only got one game in the last couple of weeks. Uh, other ball gaming's been quite light. I've been off work this week, which has been nice. So um, I managed to get a few games of Apex in earlier when the kids went on their swimming lesson which was nice daytime gaming is a lot easier than nighttime gaming yeah it's much less sweaty and that's it i've been oh I, I started watching that taken series oh did you
0: okay well that's one for, that's uh, one for- the next episode of my extra yeah it's good yeah quite, i'm
1: Very quite good. taken with it <laughs> hey <laughs> <blunt-ish>. <laughs>
0: Very good. What have you been up you to? Good? What have I been up boxes? to? Well, packing, basically. Yeah, packing. Uh, I haven't done any tabletop gaming uh, with the famalam. The absence of a dining room table to use to sit and play at, first and foremost, but also just the evenings have been filled with packing boxes. I was playing a game with Andy before. What's this, folks? You hear that? It's a box. Yeah, what's this one?
1: That is bubble wrap.
0: That's bubble wrap. What's this one?
1: wrapping wrap paper, packing paper,
0: packing paper. Yeah, so I'm just surrounded by
1: sh- like that. Oh, beep! Get your beeps out. Is any kind of sworn. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry, my bad. That one.
0: Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I've done a great deal of tabletop gaming at all, which is sad, but it's the way of things. I'll tell you one thing, I did do uh, non dice masters. I went in on that new Marvel Kickstarter thing.
1: Oh, the with—is it the one with the little models?
0: Yes, that's right. Uh, I've forgotten the proper name of it now. Uh, I'm just having a quick look on my Kickstarter app, Marvel United X-Men. Yeah, so it's not normally the kind of game I might necessarily go in on, but it looked just kind of cutesy enough, and it's single one to five, so you can play it solo, and the models with all the stuff they're throwing in for the pledge, I was just like, well, even if I don't like it, even if it doesn't play well, I'll just, I don't know, get you to paint them for me or something. Hmm. Put them in a cabinet somewhere.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I I, I won't do Kickstarter anymore, not since Alien versus Predator.
0: <laughs> okay, that's fair. I mean, Kickstarter, the whole Kickstarter, there's a debate on its own that's not really Dice Masters related, but it has just become like a glorified pre-order system, and they really over-egg the pudding on them a lot.
1: yeah. I did. A few, I did the um, the zombie side, the second edition, where there's loads of stuff. That's probably worth a bomb now. It's the original zombie side, the prison outbreak, the zombie toxic mall, and loads of little extras and bits. Played it a few times. It is good, but it's just a lot of faff. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And I, I'm not into. I'm not sure. I'm into all this. Like, here's all your pledge bonuses and exclusive expansions only ever going to be available on Kickstarter. Because sometimes there's been games that I've cottoned to after they've become popular. You know, the, the Kickstarter customers have received their copies, people start reviewing it, starts picking up a bit of momentum and word of mouth. And I think, oh, that sounds interesting. I'll check that out. And then it's months and months and months later you get a retail version and it pales in comparison to the Kickstarter version. And I understand why they do it, because they're trying to encourage people to, you know, fund it up front to yeah to help them in this pre-order system. But, like, *Beast of Balance is a great example of this. There were a number of expansions that were Kickstarter only, and my kids really wanted the models. They saw them on the internet. But on eBay, you could buy several copies of the core game for some of these that were Kickstarter exclusives. And I'm just like, well, that's, you know, you've got fans here who've really fallen in love with the game, want to play it, want to buy these expansions, and you've kind of, like, you know... Don't know what the word is. Excluded us just because we because we didn't
1: time frame to it, so they won't come out for a couple of years. And then if it, you know, if the game a couple of years is a bit much, say six months. So six months before it's released, and then you get it to play with it first. But they do release it. What's the point of creating something when you're not going to make any money? Well, I suppose they did make the money. That's the whole point.
0: Yeah, sure. I I mean, Warp's Edge did did a good a good turn on it because they their kickstarter exclusives were just upgrade component upgrades so the kickstarter pledge got plastic versions of the tokens whereas the over-the-counter version had the you know the pop-out cardboard version they're not kickstarter participants aren't getting anything in addition to they're just having an enhanced game experience as a thank you for being you know do you get what i mean yeah yeah no, yeah i'll get that yeah uh, and that's it that's that's really is it other than the games with yourself uh, things have been very quiet on the youtube channel i'm not been recording a great deal of videos i put a couple of articles out recently i, I typed up the D D campaign posted that oh cool that's good. yeah popped the vids in did a little kind of team brew article about how i made my adventure team and stuff and i just recently put an article out which i think is quite interesting about uh, repeat character identities you know that, that recur set after set after set and you know what why is that happening and what's the implications of it. Um and that's a particularly nice article cuz uh, Jimmy himself over at Wizkids had a little bit of input on that one.
1: Oh did he now? He did indeed, yeah. Oh, friend. <laughs> friend. You a
0: friend. Product manager friend. <laughs> yeah, well I've been, you know, corresponding a lot with Jimmy uh, lately and uh, if you want to tune into our 100th episode, You'll find out why.
1: Oh, how exciting. I've been talking to him as well. You'll find sure. out more about that in a few minutes'
0: time. Okay, fair play. Fair play. Um, so, yeah, a couple of articles, but obviously with the house moving stuff, my foot's off the pedal a little bit with some of the other content. Yeah. So really, wow. really boring, basically.
1: Good timing for it. Imagine if we were swimming in new stuff. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, I'd have found a way. I
0: can do a lot of stuff off my phone. There was, there was one time there just to give you a little insight into how the sausage was made we got an email of WizKids saying here's some exclusive spoilers for you to post and i was literally in a field in the middle of west wales (laughs) (laughs) and i couldn't get it posted and you you were out as well i think on that very that particular day
1: yeah was that when we were both on holiday in the same week
0: yeah it was a well it was a bank holiday monday i seem to remember because for WizKids it was just a normal working day out in the US, yeah. but for us it was a bank holiday. So we were both away and we were just between the two of us slowly uploading cards on our phones from this email <laughs> to their the website. Yeah, between the two of us in the hope that the full set would eventually land <laughs> and get posted. So, yeah. Uh, so you find, things find a way, don't they? They find a way.
1: Life finds a way. Yeah. Jurassic Park. Yeah. So this
0: is turning into definitely a bit of a tangenty rambler. rambler. So should we tell the listeners what we've got coming up in this episode? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, well, uh, for our first segment this week, we're going to talk a little bit about team brewing with modern cards, but with a particular twist. And when we start the segment, I'll let Andy kind of talk you through what the thinking is around that. Uh, and then for our second segment, it's the long-awaited, often-promised discussion about Dice Towers.
1: <laughs> People seriously folks.
0: cheering. Yeah, seriously, folks. <laughs> yeah, No joke, it is finally here. We're going to talk about Dice Towers. We're going to do a gearing up segment. Uh, if you're new around these parts, gearing up is when we talk about accessories and blinging our game of Dice Masters, and we're going to have a bit of a chat about Dice Towers. And then, are we doing a little... What about this little bit that you want to come back to? Well,
1: yeah, well, it... This 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 shoehorn it in now, because it happened again. The post, the Facebook post.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say you woke up on that bench again. <laughs>
1: this is Dice Masters. This is not my private life.
0: You shouldn't send me the pictures, you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> i got to show someone. Um, the game is dead. Is this game dead? Some nobber comes out of nowhere. I've not played this for a well. while. Is this game dead? And then <laughs> yeah. everyone comes out and force.
0: Yeah, it's like a daily occurrence at the minute. Facebook, in particular, is rife with it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel some form of um, responsibility uh, because WizKids Kids have been spending a lot of time on a, a new venture, <laughs> uh, something that uh, financially they've invested in. Uh, it's uh, it's called UK Dice Masters Champion two thousand seventeen, the musical. Oh, right, the musical. The musical right hitting west end and broadway but why um, would whiskers be involved in that they saw an opportunity okay financial opportunity and it has sucked in a lot of manpower and time which in turn has caused uh, a delay in shipping <laughs> <laughs> and the production of of the, the the cards and dice so i apologize it is all my fault uh, hoping that a movie producer will pick it up and they'll be uh, you know like mamma mia and and that you know, big things
0: Well, uh, between that and Andy England, archaeologist. I know, it's a busy time.
1: Hollywood's knocking at the door. I'd be on your telly more than Gordon Ramsay. (laughs) As
0: as well, you should. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, in addition to 2017 UK national championship, Andy England, the musical, one thing I do know that is happening right now is that the uh, design process for Secret Wars is happening. So if it's a dead game, there seems to be an awful lot of time being invested in. Upcoming releases that I know're going to see the light of day if the uh, Facebook Negheads are to be believed
1: so are you saying that right now there are people working on secret wars there is
0: indeed, it? yes, so much so uh, I've even seen some card well and I've got to stop there i have to, I have to stop there,
1: so we're all right for a little bit
0: yeah i'll give you a little, I'll give you a little clue though because I know people will be like, what in particular it's a character that Whisky's new. That we would have a particular interest
1: in us as a podcast. Yeah, what was it? The true Mister Six an Andy Card, like Minsk and Boo. It's a big picture of you <laughs> and I'm still on your with, hand. A, with a little Andy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, what they've done is they've taken the the uh, character face on sidekick dice.
1: Every sidekick dice, <laughs> yeah. put you on it. It's got my face on it. Every every side every. Yeah, <laughs> no. they've also
0: released a special edition set they're going to be at the next championships with Andy faces on the sidekick side and uh, leopard skin <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes I'll take that and that's, that's not just a prize that's not a prize that's standard in every starter set from now on you heard it here yep. first
0: Andy England sidekick
1: and they've changed the name to Dice Andy yeah they have
0: Uh, But all all, all joking aside, (laughs) that would be a really crap Dice Andy, the new game.
1: What's it about? Dice
0: and Andy, but uh, yeah, all joking aside, uh, there are a lot of people out there speculating. Is this game dead? It's been nearly a year now since we've had a release, and all that. and There are things going on that are preventing the releases from coming out quite at the pace that there appears to be a hunger for, but WizKids. Have assured me many, many times over that the game is not cancelled. It's not a deadline. If it was, we'd have known by now. We'd have been informed, and that they are in fact working on the design process two sets ahead. So take from that what you will. So you know,
1: it's still out there. My my two senses. I, I read through all the comments. TJ put a good point. Is that you know the game is going towards draft. Why would you release? a product that's geared towards lots of people grouping up and meeting together, passing things to each other when there's a pandemic going on, which I think is a fair point. Obviously, with, to, to some degree, we speculate on their in, internal kind of decision-making. I would thought it had been a really good opportunity to release that kind of solo player one, bump that right up the list and get say, right, all this stuff that's geared towards drafting and your draft packs and everything else is here, but we're not going to do anything with it. But you're all sat at home twiddling in your thumbs and bumped up that solo thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I would not be at all surprised if there was a big focus on in-store drafting coming down the pipeline.
1: Ooh, there you go. But that's it, isn't it? That's that's what, what's happened is everything's going to draft packs, which is you know a U-turn yeah. from the the campaign boxes. But yeah, why release a load of stuff that um, is geared towards people meeting up and doing things that you can't do at the moment? I get it. I'm just as annoyed. Yeah, I mean, but it's it is it's what it there. Is. It's coming. Everyone can calm down.
0: Yeah, uh, the pain of it will be when it comes out. It will be released in North America, and then we'll have another three month wait over <laughs>
1: here. <aren't you? laughs> It'll be here's one set, here's another set, here's another set. Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa! Calm you, calm down.
0: Yeah, they'll all just arrive on the same ship, shipping container in Europe, we'll all be like, "Oh man, oh man, yeah. take my money." Yeah. Right. Well, there we go. So there, there's an intro plus plug on little five minutes mini segment that's been a part of the intro should we get on with the main event let's do it let's do it onto the first segment then right okay then folks welcome back it's the first main segment and we're going to be talking about cards modern cards and a bit of modern brewing sort of ish uh, there's a bit of a twist on it i'll hand you over to andy to talk you through the twist thank you very much
1: yes we were we were speaking what will we talk about what what kind of things can we uh delve into whilst there's no new sets uh one thing that i mentioned was that i i've not really got into modern as much as i have with previous iterations the standout cards the, the things that i would go towards uh in in modern things like do a lot of di- uh, not direct damage combat damage you know big kind of scary overcrushing nastinesses things like becky and Godcatcher. Would usually be what I'd veer towards. However, because they're so OP, because they're so overused, because they're so naff, I've kind of of veered away from them because, you know, you want to try something that's a little bit more, you know, you've built yourself. I quite like that, the the life gain team I put together, but it it needs all of its working parts. So things before, like when I had the uh, dum-dum-duggan team, you had different kind of sections to it so you had the the mimic biddy club motor uh, so to speak to kind of build up your ramp towards it That you could kind of take out engine in. that's it an engine to it the ultraman team had a a kind of a global engine with pxg with dice flying around and you you built up to your nasty ultraman and there there were cards liked and would use repeatedly for for different things and, and this modern current setup we've got which is very ig related because that's a, a big bulk of the cards nothing's really turned me on nothing's really flicked the switch nothing's really gone you know i like that that's something that i uh i want to play around with more and put that into different teams because it's really good i suppose power almighty is probably the only one i've not looked at that for a while that that's something that uh i like the look of but i don't know if it's just it's all a bit samey or a bit bland maybe i'm not just looking properly so i i uh, said to chris Pick something out that you think I'd like or pick a few cards out that you think I like. He knows, you know, power play and, and what kind of cards I veer towards and, and see if I've missed them. See if I can build a team from there.
0: Yes, I do know what you like to play. Uh, in fact, I went so far as to make a list. No way. I did. Yeah. Would you like my list? Go on then. So first on the list, I wrote Buff Globals.
1: I like buff globals.
0: You do. You're freaking obsessed with them. I don't like <laughs> playing you as often as I do. Uh, <laughs> the amount of buff globals I have seen in my lifetime is more than any man should have to face. Uh, I also wrote here sidekicks, specifically attacking early with sidekicks. True and story. And rolling them jamily. <laughs>
1: I'm not sure if there's any cards that help you roll them jamily, but okay. No. Things that are rote. Rote.
0: Um by rote, which is basically what you're saying, you know, having a sort of an engine, something that you can sort of figure out a sequence of events around, you know, a kind of habitual, like a sort of routine, but like um uh like like your Ultraman engine, you know, right? I need that bit, then that bit, then that bit. So you've got a sort of process, first couple of turns kind of thing. You like to know how your first yeah. couple of turns go, for example. Uh less than five lines of text.
1: Absolutely, one of the main Main rules of Dice Masters.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Clearing boards. You like clearing boards, making way to push things through. All right. Cards that are basically AVX reprints. (laughs) Harsh, fair, but harsh. (laughs) Uh, And and probably on the same vein, using the same thing over and over and over and over again, (laughs) which you've just said, (laughs) which is why I was chuckling to myself. You know me So so well. I do. So that was kind of my list with my little selection of parameters. To help me have a think about what you might like, so uh, and then I just sort of threw a few cards on a little sort of sidekick app team to put in front of you. But uh, I don't know—is there anything missing off that list? I should have con- should have considered that I haven't.
1: Uh, no, that all seems pretty accurate. Predictable okay. me,
0: predictable you.
1: Yeah. Uh, so here- here's
0: uh, a little. Uh, I looked at WWE quite closely, right. So I was thinking, what well, it's fairly new, you know, um, or newish. It's in the modern, you know, legal card pool. And it has a big combat focus. And with you liking your buff globals and your attacking and stuff, I thought, well, there might be something there. So I wondered about Tag Out, maybe playing around with Tag Out as a buff global alternative, you know, where you can KO a character and give you guys plus two, plus two.
1: Yeah. I heard a piece of paper there. You're making some I'm notes. I'm making some notes. Thank you. Sorry. That's
0: all right. Uh, now, there's one in particular. Uh, Stu cotton me onto this one. Uh, let me just find him in my list here. Uh, it's Kurt Angle, and he has a global where you can pay two shields to give target superstar die tag out. Mm. So I thought maybe we could find you a nice when KO'd effect. It's kind of a new twist on the buff global tag out as a game effect as a mechanic i like so just, it i like it. um to put that on the table so that that was the thing and then in the wwe set with the combat focus i was looking at some interesting things like um the cane and undertaker combo like i don't i mean there's probably people that locally have been playing it but i've i don't see it cropping up a great deal so there's a cane called brother of destruction says, while Undertaker is active, each of your active Kane Superstar dice get plus three, plus three, and Overcrush. Bearing in mind, he's already one, four, six, two, five, seven, two, six, seven, and he's a five cost. So with the Undertaker out, he would become a seven, nine, an eight, ten, or a nine, ten with Overcrush.
1: I like those stats.
0: Yeah, throwing a bit of tag out and stuff. And with an Asker, of course giving him, because he's a mass character, giving him the discount, you could buy four of them at uh, three apiece pretty quickly. And then The Undertaker, uh, there's a few interesting Undertakers. Well, there's two, actually, that I looked at. So uh, one thing I didn't mention in my list there, you, you've always been a bit of a fan of the old polymorph manoeuvre, you know, dragging things in.
1: I do like a bit of uh, polymorph shenanigans.
0: Yeah, absolutely. This is not quite AVX, but it's, I'm putting it under that banner if you like to use things that are basically all card reprints. Uh, and there's an Undertaker here. Last ride. When fielded, you may move a Superstar or Psychic die from your used pile to the field zone at level one. Mm-hmm. Although he is a six cost, which is a downside of that. Or uh, well, there's an Undertaker here called the Dead Man. He's immortal, which just to refresh your memory, uh, except when purchased, when this die would go to the used pile, instead add it to the bag. And he's got call out, which I know you're a fan of too. I like Callout, yeah. So Kane, Undertaker, get one of each out. Your Kane becomes massive and scary. Your Undertaker's got call out, so he can do a bit of like the old Scorpion, get over here kind of stuff to help you manage the field. Maybe a bit of tag out t- to buff. I don't know, uh, but that was some. That was something. Uh, you know, ask her to get the discount. Maybe. I don't know. It it might not be a goer, but I was just kind of throwing stuff out there. Uh, While I'm on the WWE as well, another one that caught my eye that I thought might interest you is Scott Hall, WWE Hall of Famer. Each of your Scott Hall superstar dice get plus one, plus one for each level three superstar dice in the field zone. Count both players. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then he's got a Force Attack Global on him as well. And I thought because you like Power Almighty, which, again, you just mentioned in your little warm-up to this segment, you like spinning stuff up?
1: Yeah, no, that would work. Bit of Power yeah. Almighty, maybe a tanner. She's quite cheap.
0: Yeah, spin a load of guys up, get Scott Hall out. He's a five cost and he's a cross energy, bolt and fist. But I thought that might be an interesting one too. And then finally in the WWE space, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Six cost fist, Austin 316. If at least one Stone Cold Steve Austin superstar die, attacks and isn't KO'd, at the end of your turn, return any of your attacking superstar dice that were KO'd to the field zone at the same level as your active stone-cold Steve Austin. Now, I know that's more than five lines of text, and I apologize. Hey, hey, yeah. But this idea of, like, if he doesn't die but everyone else does, they just come back anyway at the same level as him, seems really jankier, like there's something possibly in it.
1: Yeah, definitely. So they come back at the same level... After they've been KO'd, not gone through, they're like if they've been blocked and knocked out.
0: Yeah, same level as the Stone Cold Steve Austin, not the level they were on. So, I don't know, something there. And then I dug out just a, a random card that was rattling around in my head, Phantom X. When Phantom X is active, when you feel the character die, prevent all damage to that character die until the end of the turn.
1: You've played around with that, haven't you? I have, one? yeah.
0: No, I have. Uh, and there's there's someone else with a very similar kind of game game text. Uh, but I was thinking, right, well, get him out and then buy Stone Cold Steve Austin. Throw Stone Cold Steve Austin in the field while you've got a bit of a board going on. And Phantom X will mean that Stone Cold Steve Austin definitely won't die the turn he's fielded. Mm. Do an attack. I don't know. Uh, just, again, spitballing, seeing if it switches you on. But I'm trying to stay with a combat focus, big, muscly, beefy people, giving your opponent tough combat decisions, you know. I like it. Cool. So there you go. There's some WWE stuff. Uh, I also thought that a card I remember you liking and playing a lot and then just sort of fell out of favor, and I'm not entirely sure why, is Batman Plays Too Rough. Is he still? Yeah, he's in the Harley Quinn team pack, which is on the modern list.
1: Oh, is that That's the one. Well, there's two versions of that Batman from that set that I quite like. The one where he gets bigger from sidekicks, or then he makes sidekicks bigger.
0: I went with All the right. one where he gets bigger from the sidekicks. He also gets overcrushed if there's a villain in the field. Yeah, I wonder why I stopped
1: it. I liked him. Yeah, I
0: didn't exactly. You don't see
1: him around much at all, do you?
0: No, no, you don't. And I was just a bit like, I do really like that one. I don't know, maybe it was because of the five cost and, you know, you dum dum him, which was kind of in the same ballpark,
1: was much less. Yeah, because I put him on the same team, didn't I?
0: Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know, throw an instant war in to get your sidekick count up, or a collector global or an Atlantis global to get your sidekicks out. Mind you, you roll them anyway. And then get a big scary... Batman to throw down the field, chuck a bit of board clearing, you know a bit of ceiling corruption manshoon or something there's some
1: good choices there, well, you know, you know, I'm not just a pretty face sometimes, Doctor Strange and Wong, Dr Strange and Wong It's funny. Yeah. I was looking at the doctor Strange cards today,
0: were it so I remember obviously that you were uh you're a big fan. Uh, I mentioned it in my little list they like attacking early like a bit of aggro early aggro there's a Wong that is one gets plus two attack while Dr. Strange is active or while you have a Dr. Strange die in your reserve pool. So he becomes a 4-2, a 5-3, or a 6-3, and he's only a two cost. Um, but obviously you need to get a Dr. Strange out, which yeah. would mean you'd have to take advantage of the asker discount because Dr. Strange is a mask character.
1: Yeah, because he's quite pricey, yeah. isn't he? I think he's like fives and sixes.
0: He is, yeah, he is. So, so it might be a thinker there, or I don't know, the, the Atlantis ramp that I've been using a bit lately. But the one that caught my eye was Doctor Strange Worthy Sorcerer. While Doctor Strange is active for each mask energy you spend to purchase an action die or field a character, deal one damage to target character die or player.
1: Yeah, that's one I was looking at. You've yeah, used that one before.
0: I have, yeah. I was using it with the Wong that when you field the Wong with a mask, it makes your opponent yeah. re-roll. But for you, I was thinking, well, uh, around that kind of early aggro, get your little army of wongs together. You used to get your little army of wongs out all the time.
1: <laughs> I don't yeah, know why that, was, that was sounds that like the, a
0: funny sentence.
1: That's the um, the old Wong. The um, oh, I can't even remember what he used to do. What did he used to do? The Wong from uh, was it Spider? Not Spider-Man: Maximum Carnage.
0: No, it was the Doctor, uh, Doctor Strange, Strange team back.
1: pack. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah, it was the reason why we all wanted two Doctor Strange team packs.
1: Yeah, (laughs) to get four Wongs.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It's the one, he was uh, an ally with Fast.
1: That was it. At two cost, and he had some beefy stats on his level three. Yes. In fact, because it's the same dice.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. But with Dot Strange in the field, you could make those stats even beefier. So get an Asker out, or use an Atlantis, get an early Dot Strange purchase, and then buy up all your Wongs for nice and cheap and make those weenies. Well hard and then one other thing i thought about just while we're in that kind of little weenie aggro combat place kang the rare kang you might remember i used this one a couple of weeks back on stream while Mm. kang is active each of your attacking character dies can only be blocked by two or more characters so like
1: yeah there's a few like that now
0: there is yeah but just that combat tricks giving tough tough choices to your opponent like a little army of wongs that have all been buffed up or scott hall who's massive because he's because of all the level three characters out in the field and then drop a kang in the mix It's like "Ah, i've only got three characters i can only block one of these attackers that kind of thing noish yeah so kind of the board clear but not in the way you know not like you used to do with your cloud fireball things
1: yeah a bit like spider-man where he drags all the sidekicks
0: yes yeah the one that you liked from the maximum carnage set war of the heart
1: War of the Heart, yeah,
0: played around with that Or Madame Webb as well. He used to play play with that one quite a lot. So maybe a bit nerfed, but in the similar ballpark. And then finally, I think finally, I'm just checking my list here. One last one. A bit of a random one. Uh, Our man Steve, who emails us a lot, put this one on my radar, actually. So thank you, Steve. I'll I'll reply because I've got some ideas about the team that you were were asking me about. Uh, So I'll I'll get an email sent out to you in the next day or two. But She-Hulk, just who you need. She's an eight cost. She's got Overcrush. But she costs one less energy to purchase for each non-villain, non-sidekick die in your field zone. Ooh, I was just wondering about your love of Weenies early aggro, but then like have her as a you know big finish follow-up.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. The the it's the combo teams with the the it's keeping them in the field, isn't it? So yeah. I'd have to play around with the um the, the Phantom X and
0: yeah, he's and only extra. the turn there fielded but i don't know i mean there's obviously in excess and it's not a complete team that i've obviously put together for you there yeah but hopefully there's some ideas to so I'd start for a
1: definitely well i will go away have a read through have a tinker see if i can put something together and we'll mm. try it out anything leaping out to
0: you at this point i suppose actually sorry question before we get into that good list for you have a, did i have it
1: yeah, very good. Very good. I'm keen to take a look at Kane and Undertaker and see what we can do with those two big boys.
0: Yeah, they're quite cost intensive. They've got a high purchase, high fielding cost, but I wonder if there's something there. I'd be interested to know if any listeners have played around with that combo, why it's not gone anywhere or you don't really hear about it so much, because it seems pretty fun to me. Like a little, yeah, definitely, literally a tag team. Quite literally a tag team, mate. <laughs> yeah uh but tag out i'd love to see you play around with tag out like this new twist on buff globals yeah
1: and it's because it will knock into th- yeah it, there's there's scope there to play around with it's uh got the uh the gray cells uh are working as poirot would say
0: so now going back to my original first question anything standing out kane undertaker is the one i think well the sounds of it
1: kane and undertaker certainly the ones that i've I'm uh, I'm going to have a look at when we finish today, uh, and um, have a read through and see how they they work together. The Immortal call out one sings to me a bit, although it's the high cost. Seeing how I can get that, Asuka obviously deals with Kane, but Undertaker obviously isn't a mask tag out with that. So maybe bring Kurt Angle in to see if we can do something with those three. And the, H- the She Hulk sounds quite good. Fits yes. in quite nicely. If I've got yeah. three three chunks out, so Kane, Undertaker, if I'm still alive, Kurt <laughs> Angle, suddenly she's a five cost, it's a bit more palatable.
0: Mm, absolutely, a bit of power mighty
1: to make sure I've got enough to spend, and I've got a chunky overcrusher. Mm. Yeah.
0: Nice. Yep. Yeah, so there you go. Mission accepted and delivered. Thank you very much. Mm. so uh again throw it out to listeners any suggestions for andy off the back of my little kind of list of parameters i obviously focused on wwe because i thought all oh, combat let's go for some combat stuff that i know Andy's not playing around with much but don't feel like you have to sort of stay in that ballpark there might be other stuff that meet the parameters i've laid out let's hear your thoughts too yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, and especially keep an eye with, out
1: oh. so especially with the the people out there obviously watching our gameplay videos
0: yeah, who are these people we are so surprised? <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Okay, bro, well, uh, there you are, my mom. Uh Let's move on to the next segment. Right, well, here we are then, folks. The moment you have all been waiting for. We joked about this months ago, but never a truer word said in jest, because here we are now delivering the promised dice tower conversation segment we have officially reached the bottom of the barrel (laughs) well i don't think i mean you know we 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 obviously have done dice masters accessory content before we've done a couple of gearing up segments on the podcast i've done uh, some accessory reviews on the youtube channel and we've definitely got stuff on the website in relation to gaming accessories of particular interest to Dice Masters fans, so it's not that left field. We're not, we're not sh- you know, no. <laughs> However, we are in the reserve list uh, for segment topics. <laughs> <laughs> I think would be a better way of putting it. <laughs> Particularly because this might be better suited for a website article or something. <laughs> you know, with pictures and things.
1: <laughs> yeah, I would. I'd like to put forward a, a different tangent on it. What makes a great Dice Masters Dice Tower? If if we were to produce a Ministry of Dice, Dice Tower, specifically for Dice Masters, what would it need? What would we need to not have? How would it look? Probably need to I'd, roll dice.
0: Yeah, I did actually look into that once. Oh, did you? Yeah, I never kind of got anywhere with it, though.
1: 3D printed, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I had a chat with... Uh, I was talking to Ollie you know, down at KD Games. Hi, Ollie. yeah. Hi, um... uh, about it. That was ages ago, we were talking about that. Um, yeah. yeah, so maybe, who knows, one day. Has
1: it gone the way of the mod pod? God rest his soul.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that was, no, I mean, that we went the distance with that one. That was just a, an unfortunate set of circumstances uh, with our man Darren there. But, um, the yeah i looked at it but in any case uh hypothetically let's still have the conversation through i mean you're right it needs to roll dice but there's something about the way the dice roll because you, you're doing potentially you know anywhere between four and 12 dice to turn yeah and so it needs to be uh, be able to roll higher volumes you know it's not like a, a game of dnd where you're chucking I don't know, a D20 through it or whatever, or two D6s like we do with the fighting fantasy books. You're doing, as Troy would say, scads and scads of dice. Fistfuls of these things.
1: So you need a big base. That's what you're saying. You need a big base.
0: Big base and the, uh, I don't know what you call them, the pillars. No, not pillars because they go sideways. What are they call when they go sideways? When they're horizontal, not vertical.
1: Uh, Girders
0: girders maybe there's probably an official term for it
1: horizontal girders
0: <laughs> <laughs> the, the the dice knocky bits <laughs> the steps the i don't know girders i suppose is the best word we've got for them <laughs> um but the girders like so for example the uh, crystal twister made famous by the true mr six at the ministry of dice of course of course, was very stylish, great looking, sounded great, and we'll return to those two ideas in a moment. But its downfall was the fact that it couldn't handle like any more than two dice, and they they'd get jammed up and stuck in because of the way the tilting shelves worked. You need sort of rock shelves.
1: solid shelves. That's a good one. That's a better one than girders.
0: Shelves. Well, these were more shelfy though, weren't they? Because they were on a pivot. Yeah, on the crystal twister, and they, you know, they they flapped <laughs> on the pivot and there we go it's fallen apart again the engineering language um and so they, they would get jammed up and stuff and so we'd be getting i've got a dice tower here you'd be hearing this with the crystal twister all the time <laughs> trying to knock them through so yeah it needs it needs to have the uh the the width at the top the girth it needs to be yes girth. the girth indeed uh and again at the base but also the way that the shelves and the girders throughout that knock the dice and make them random, need to also be able to you know handle larger volumes, you know, your scads and scads rather than your, your couple of dice that you'd get in, say, D&D or something.
1: So it needs to be big. It needs to be well, wide.
0: Yeah, I mean, big is relative, I suppose. Like this E-Raptor that I use, uh, and you've got, uh, I think yours is E-Raptor as well, isn't it? The wooden version.
1: I don't know what it is. I picked it up when I went to Weld's.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, they're not big, big, are they? Not like some of these massive wooden chunky things that you see people using.
1: No, and it does the job. So, yeah, that, that kind of, what, say, three three inches, something like that, e- what, width-wise enough to, to put a handful of dice in. Uh, yeah. My my big bugbear with a lot of, certainly the lot of the um, the dice towers that are available in the UK, it needs to not have a base so you can lift it off. yes and that does my head in. This one okay, yeah. I came with a base I think but I um I managed to it was a uh, one that you fitted together so I just left it off.
0: Well it's interesting you should say that because I agree that the whole kind of rolling into the reserve pool thing is what you want isn't it so you can just sort yeah. of lift it up and they're there. Again this is because of the volume of dice it's not like you're just rolling 2d6s on a board game or something so it's not painful to just pluck them out or even just look at what you rolled there and then yeah but you're doing very active tactile things with the dice in dice masters so yeah i totally agree with you the fact that you've been able to take the bottom off the one you've got is great but i recently bought a fantastic dice tower really good looking just a great dice tower but the removal of the base at the bottom affected the sort of structural integrity right so the minute you took that that flat base off it it went really wobbly
1: sturdy Girthy yeah. and sturdy, girthy and
0: sturdy. These are the official technical terms. So with the open base, the yeah. Blade. I was really, I was really sad about that with my new dice tower actually because it was, it was everything else like in terms of what we just talked about, like the way it made the dice random through the falling, and it had these little felt patches on it. So uh, there was something about the sound. Oh, I've got a nice. thing about the sound of dice towers, but that bottom base was a problem. I, I still use it. I used it. I use it as the dice cam. Dice tower for the fighting fantasy streams and stuff, but it's it's not proven suitable for dice masters, unfortunately.
1: You couldn't you you couldn't stick anything on it, like a stick a little piece of wood or something, just to keep it together and one end or something.
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe. I'll have a, a. I mean, right now it's in. It's one of the. So it's because it's foldable. Oh, nice. Yeah, because it's one of them you can take apart and just put back together with ease because they sort of slide into place which is why the bases are so important to the you know to the structure for holding it together um but it's all, it's all in its it's flat packed right now because it's in and it's packed away
1: <laughs> barriers are important as well yeah the the forward barrier you mean on the yeah. front. yeah i've seen sandwiches just just to shoot and it just flies off the end it's annoying. It's like when, when you hand roll it and it goes into the field zone and it knocks things and you're like, ooh, was that there before? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. A nice, nice uh, distinct surround.
0: You do. See you know? do.
1: Girth needs to be sturdy. It needs to be yeah. without a base. It needs to have barriers.
0: Yeah. And you go. I'm going to put one on the list. It needs to strike the right balance between looking stylish and interesting but not then crossing the divide that it's no good.
1: Yes. there's, There's a lot that look like castles. They make me shudder.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like if you go out on Etsy or eBay or whatever, there's loads of people who make their own and they're really elaborate and they look incredible. I've seen sort of swirly towers and ones shaped like Cthulhu beasts and, you know, all that. But they just seem really impractical. So you, all you've got is the style and none of the substance. Equally, though, on the other end of the scale, a lot of dice power towers look just, like, really boring. Like, Sunday afternoon uh, at your nan's house boring.
1: <laughs> my nan was very interesting. Oh.
0: Well, at the age my nan is now. <laughs> uh, what, what's he... Like waiting for the next episode of a drip fed show on Disney plus boring.
1: I like what you did there. Yeah.
0: See what I did there. Yeah. Um, and there's no middle ground is like, and when there is something close to the middle ground, like the crystal twister or like the, um, God, I've even forgotten the name, the, uh, break the chain one. I can't remember the name of the manufacturer. It's called break the chain. Um, they, they look good and they're nearly practical as well as looking good and stylish but they're just not quite there.
1: No. So we need someone to step up to the plate, don't we?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what I want really in terms of making it look good. (laughs) I'm not entirely sure, but I just know that it seems to be two very polar extremes. Either it looks like these incredibly elaborate things that are just completely impractical, either for transportation or for use in playing a game like Dice Masters, or it's the other end of the scale where it is just you know, five pieces of wood.
1: Can you imagine? Okay, let's, let's take this to the next level. It's a dice tower, so the lip folds up, so it's it's a compact thing. you imagine if you had that, and then where it had the shelves, the shelves also double up as dice and card storage. Can you imagine <laughs> something like in, in durable plastic, it folds up, stores your, your cards and dice, beautiful. So listeners little side tangent there's
0: andy's just said something just now
1: yeah that that's been edited out so it's
0: been edited out that's been censored it's been cut i've cut it because it was too close to the line it censored was, like uh what i'm gonna mean? do in the after music ending i'll put what i said to him immediately afterwards answers on a postcard bit of fun send me what you think andy might have said that i cut out <laughs> i'll give you a clue to help you out it was anatomy related uh so yeah sorry mate uh yeah something that multi-purpose in that in that respect is yeah is definitely there that'd be
1: amazing durable plastic folds up you say your little lip folds up so it's all nice and secure for travel and then the lip folds down and that's where, that's your barrier for your dice rollers. You can lift the back off of the little shelves <laughs> that holds your dice and your cards. Mm, interesting. Ooh, next any cab, level. Any next cab level.
0: designers out there, any cab guys out there, get in touch. I've, I've got, I've got, I know people, I've got guys who can make things. If you're buying what we're selling here, get in touch.
1: <laughs> we'll slap an MOD logo on it and sell it for 20 quid a pop. Yeah, absolutely. Instant Why not? Opportunity is knocking.
0: I don't know if you can hear the knock, then. Hello. Uh, uh, and one other thing, I want to very quickly put on the list. I've mentioned, I've already alluded to it. I like it when dice towers sound good.
1: Yeah, it has to sound good. The crystal twister, for all its faults, was very cool sounded tinkly tinkly tinkly
0: that little that clickety click yeah brilliant sounded amazing i'd be playing down at my local game store element games and i'd have it out you know on our tuesday night dice masters night and people would come up to me and say can i have a go with your dice (laughs) (laughs) and all they wanted to do is just take a couple of dice and like they just because they wanted to hear it and see it in action it was really eye-catching but really ear-catching as well and i like it when they sound good man the E-Raptor here sounds all right. The one with the felt bottom's got a lovely sound to it. I don't know how you quantify that in the design process of such a thing. I can't articulate it, but we all know that sound we're talking about.
1: Yeah, I think the dice do a lot of that work for it.
0: Do they? Is there something about the acoustic construction?
1: Oh, nice words. The yeah. Acoustic construction. That's better than girder, isn't it?
0: Yeah, the acoustic in fact I'm going to go one step further the acoustic engineering of the dice tower.
1: Nice. Write that one down. Yeah, I suppose if you're making it out of plastic it's going to lose some of that cuz I quite like the the dice on wood sound, but uh, you'd have to think maybe put some little velvety pads on or something. Yeah,
0: sure. Well this uh, this other one had felt. It was like a little felty sort of thing. Yeah, I don't know if there's any guitar luthiers. Maybe that's what we need. We need a CAD designer who knows something about, you know, 3D printing design that we could hook up with a guitar luthier for the acoustic engineering nice. get them together to design uh, and then get you know a a, a modern artist <laughs> and the three of them <laughs> could make it practical good looking and good sounding <laughs>
1: it's not that too much to ask is it really no
0: no i mean why I, why has nobody done this already you know what i mean
1: Well, rumour has it that the reason we've not seen much in the way of Dice Master's new product is that um, uh, they're investing all their time in a uh, Ministry of Dice Dice Tower. Yes. Yeah. 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 They're
0: they're doing it in the rough hours between the the musical preparation.
1: Indeed. Yeah. There's a sweatshop in the Philippines right now mass producing (laughs) these things. (laughs) (laughs) Edit.
0: No, that one can stay. But okay. everybody, everybody's fully aware whose mouth it just came out of. right <laughs> right, you'll get the
1: blamer anyway.
0: <laughs> True story. <laughs> right. Well, there we go. Have we have we talked out dice towers enough? Have we? Have we nailed a vision for the perfect dice tower?
1: I I think I think we have. I think that would be amazing. This guy. I mean, I suppose we're, we're hampered by the fact that dice masters, although being quite a long-standing game now, uh, hasn't really hit the heady heights of, say, things like Magic and, uh, for a while, um, Destiny, uh, where there are these people out there that create these things because um, Destiny had all sorts of different wild and mm. wonderful things because it, it kind of...
0: Just the larger size of the player base, you mean?
1: Yeah, and, yeah. You know, the popularity and then the, your third-party gaming accessory creators put something in together. But where we've we've probably gone past the the initial spike peak back in like 2015, there's not those kind of the same third party people out there like Fantasy Flight with the um, the little uh, Game of Thrones coins and stuff like that because it's um, Mm had a peak of popularity. But you know something like that would be amazing. Cards, Mm -hmm. dice, travel, durable barriers, girders, shelves. (laughs) <laughs>
0: acoustically engineered i'm going to say that again because yeah i like the sound of that Guitar luges. <laughs> okay then folks well uh, let us know get in touch we love hearing from you what what would make your perfect dice tower what do you like about dice towers what don't you like about dice towers they're a big part of our world as dice masters players you'd be hard-pressed to find a gaming group that doesn't have at least one avid dice tower user amongst their ranks so please do let us know Uh, we'll give you our contact info our socials in the outro speaking of which should we go to the outro
1: let's get this let's get this turkey stuffed and done. let's do it well there we are
0: then folks as all things must this episode of the ministry of dice has come to an end much like dice masters it's dead don't you know we hope you enjoyed listening <laughs> as much as we enjoyed recording. I've been Chris. No, don't do that bit yet. Do that bit later. First, the socials. If you want to get in touch,
1: uh, we have got a Facebook page, uh, ministry of dice, which is www.facebook.com forward slash ministry of dice. The ministry of dice. The ministry of dice. We have got, uh, the YouTube channel, www.facebook.com. YouTube.com forward slash The Ministry of Dice. That's right. <laughs> We've got uh, the Discord, which is mm-hmm. www.discord.something. That, that,
0: no, you need a specific link for that one. It's linked in the uh, the show notes.
1: Linked in the show nuts. Show nuts. Donuts. Um, <laughs> <it's> also, <laughs> there's also uh britroll 6com blog. That has show been... Nuts. that has been uh, recently migrated, which Chris has told us about uh, over a few episodes. Yes. I don't really know what it means. Um, But that's successfully been done now, so you'll get loads more content coming on that. Uh, There's a Twitter. Don't really understand Twitter, but there is a Twitter, uh, and that is uh, www.twitter.com forward slash Oh, my
0: days. Maybe mm. I should do this. <laughs> it's uh, at Mister 6 uh, And the Mr. is M-R, not fully spelled out. Mur. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or you can email us, uh,
1: Chris at BritRoller6.com or Andy at BritRoller6.com. You can. You can Facebook message us as well.
0: Yeah, that's that, probably that's the best Facebook. way to that's probably the best way Facebook like cause Andy will actually see it then.
1: Well, although it comes through like this, this, <laughs> they, it, it's weird on on Facebook. Have, I noticed on that yeah. one. You have to yeah. download a business suite. It's like,
0: no, you can, you can change it on your phone.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, can Yeah. I've got like this business suite, which is like, well, it's not really a business nor is the app much of a suite. It's more of a confusing thing. Um, but anyway, you can get us on all of those, send us a letter, postcard, <laughs> to number 73, P.O. Box 43. <laughs> in case you drive. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's, let's kill this dead horse. I've been Chris,
0: <clears throat> otherwise known online as the True Mr. Six.
1: I've been Andy, a.k.a. It was a sunny evening in May <laughs> 2017. That's was. a little snippet hot. there from the musical. <laughs> See you later, folks. Bye 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 bye. <laughs>
0: Oh, don't say that! I'm gonna have to cut that. (laughs) You dirty old bastard. (laughs)